It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slaves. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. BRK. What's good, friends? Honey, we are here. We are live in LA after how many episodes? A good amount of episodes. Okay. We've been from East Coast to West Coast, and now we're on the same coast. We're really giving the people what they want, I think. We do. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the BRKers at home mm -hmm. have been asking for us to do this, you know, video style, and we're finally doing it. We're doing it, and I'm so happy to be here. I can touch you. I know. <laughs> we can vibe off each other first. Oh! <laughs> Honey, I might vibe. Girl. But we are finally here. For the reunion of season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And girl, this season has not been a cute one. It's been all over the place. I'm not going to hold you. I feel like, you know, the girls, we have some newbies in the building. We have some returners. Some OGs. Some OGs, if you will. And I was expecting, you know, grade A content. And I think I got a B plus. Maybe a B minus. Did they let you down, honey? They did. I cannot disagree with that sentiment. I think that the history that Real Housewives of Atlanta, Rahua, if you will, mm -hmm. um, given the history of Rahua, you know, those iconic moments, I mean, really standing the test of time and going down in reality television history, yeah. if you will. I don't know that this reunion lived up to it, but they, the girls still gave us some something to kiki about. I will say that, you know, we finished strong, the ladies looked good, and they gave us a little bit to talk, to talk about. So I feel like we can kiki. Let's do it. Okay. Let's first unpack the fashion. Okay. Now. Like best place to start, I think. Best place to start. You know, they were giving, you know, a trip to Jamaica, if you will. The set was like a Jamaican extravaganza. Ooh. A I know, honey. It was like a journey. <laughs> they were on like an island. It was giving Caribbean the colors. Um, did you see? It was like a floating set. Yeah. With a moat. Honey, it was giving a budget, for real. For sure, yeah. At least they, they gave the girls budget on something. Honey, finally. And all the ladies were wearing like two shades of pink. It was like a dark pink with a light pink. Some and corals, a, even. Some corals, yeah. And some of the girls look good. Others looked okay. I first want to start off with the queen Ooh. of being booked and busy, Miss KBT, Candy Burris Tucker. Okay. She was giving alaganza. She was giving expensive. I mean, the material alone was giving money. Train too. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the train. She mm -hmm. sat on the, the end of the couch with that train just bellowing behind her, mm -hmm. which I appreciated. You know... Miss KVT in the fashion department, she's never really our favorite, mm -mm. but she showed, I can appreciate, she showed up and showed out. Yeah, what was her hair giving? I can't remember. So the hair, I'm glad you asked. Oh, God. The hair was giving half up, half down. Oh, yes. Which is cool, which mm -hmm. is cute. But then there were some dreadlock pieces in there. Oh, my God, yes. It was like one. She had like I mean, one, right? <laughs> Honey, we're locked in love over here with KVT. <laughs> But if she had like one lock over here on the side, it wasn't even like symmetrical. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. But you know what? Overall, she came through pretty strong. The dress was cute. The dress was cute. Moving down the OG couch, we had Miss um, Kenya Moore. And she was giving like Barbie to me. Like it was very form-fitting dress. You had like the darker shade of pink with the little sparkly at the bosom, if you will. 
<laughs> the first word I could think of. She looked good. Dare I say it was giving pageant girl, but like in a good way. Yeah. The hair. Mm. A moment of silence for the hair. Yes. Because that hair ate. Mm. It was really, I mean, she had some issues throughout the season with the different pieces. Mary Kay wig, if y'all remember that moment. Um, but the big voluptuous curls with the color, it was yeah yeah she looked good i was a fan now what did you think about miss sheree whitfield hair smash i love that blonde look that she's always gets like the highlights or it whatever. was giving dimensional yeah. with the different shades of brown the curl i mean she always is gonna well not always i take that back but not because honey she had that black wig this season the professionals <laughs> that was not it honey that was giving halloween it was a couple pieces that were very questionable but the reunion hair was iconic simply put mm-hmm. the dress was giving sex yeah very much cleavage mm-hmm. body i mean it's easy for her to sell that she did, i wouldn't say she went above and beyond with her dress choice but she understood the it was satisfactory yes. yeah yeah she delivered now, one person I was a little bit disappointed in was our fashionista, Miss Marlo Hampton. It was a bit too busy for me. Like, it was a lot going on. I definitely see the intent, and I understood where she was going with it as far as, like, the design and even, like, patterns that she chose. But I don't know. It was just a lot going on for me. I, I didn't love it. I'm not going to lie. It was very theatrical, I think. The hair was good. You know, middle part, black inches. Mm-hmm. Because we know she can afford it. Oh, uh, and it's human hair. Oh, yeah. Every time. No synthetic no. ever. Mm. I agree. It was a little bit busy, a little bit theatrical. Over the top, not in the best way. Mm. Um, I would have liked her to go a little bit more understated with the dress and maybe had more fun with her hair. I wasn't mad at it, but would I steal it out of her closet? Probably not. No. No, same. Same. Going over, not same. <laughs> same. I wasn't a fan of that at all. I was, I guess, because I hold Marlo and her fashion so high. I was expecting like when she walked onto that island, all the women were going to be gagging. Like I was expecting a lot, and I really didn't get that. But nonetheless, she doesn't let us down in the past, so we'll give her, you know, pretty consistent. Exactly, we'll give her this time. Okay. Now, Miss <laughs> Drew Sedora. Was giving like 80s prom or something, but like 80s the prom that shape was very interesting. Uh, she had the gloves, her hair and makeup, very like I will stunning, stunning. Give her a golf clap for that, absolutely. Um, because we know how she is in the hair department. Um, you know, the lace isn't always lacing, mm-hmm. so we'll give her her props for that. Yeah, that fan looking thing, like it looked like if you open a fan, like you know those fans are just. Mm. It looked like right there, mm. like on her, on her bosom. bosom. <laughs> exactly. This is literally what it was. And I don't know that I, I don't think I asked for that. No. Personally, so you know. Also, when she would stand up, like the stitching of the waist looked a little weird. For instance, when you have like a princess shape um, ball gown and it's really poofy, and when you sit down, it like poofs up. Mm. When she would stand up, it's like the back of it would like poof up a little bit. Mm. So that was a little weird to me. But... Did you like the gloves? I love gloves. Okay. Disclaimer I'm always a fan of gloves because gloves are expensive to get made because mm-hmm. they're very unique you can't just it's not like a one-size-fits-all gown like gloves are very unique they were bedazzled too and, <laughs> and they were bedazzled <laughs> i don't think she needed the gloves though yeah. i feel like i would have appreciated the gloves more if we didn't have all this 
Yeah. Like if the gloves were bedazzled and the dress itself was more so like, you know, chic, very chill, very yeah. understated, and then the gloves were a moment, I think I would have appreciated them more. Yeah. I think for me it was the fabric. So like that satiny, you know, you just got to be careful because it can look cheap. Very reflective. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> I think we're just going to park it there with Miss Drusadora. Yes. Honey, and then finally, our newbie. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Saya Richards Ross. Okay. So just here's give the thing. one word. Just give me one word. Oh my word. God. One word. Bodysuit. Okay. Because it was a bodysuit. That's I had to unpack her gown because I couldn't really figure it out figure out what it was when she first walked out. Because for one, it looked like she was wearing a tuxedo at first, uh-huh. and then like a train on the side. Uh-huh. As the reunion started going on, I recognized that she basically it was like a sheer tur- mock turtle bodysuit underneath the structure of the gown, and then the gown itself was like the the strappy things on top. For me, it was giving like Tanya Harding, like ice skating princess, like not what we wanted, like from the 80s. Again, the theme was very 80s. I mean, she is an athlete, so maybe she's shining a light to the sporting people in the world. I like how you're trying to justify her fashion choice. I'm trying to help out girl the best way I can. Um, The Bobbiana was bobbing. Bob was cute. Um, was cute. She looked good. She looked good. I just really hated her dress. I'm not going to hold you. Ice princess. Like, I don't know if she was going to go skating afterwards. Instead of um, laps around the track, laps around the rink. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But no shade to our newbie. She showed up and showed out. She did. She did the best she could as her first reunion. Representing for Jamaica as well. Okay. like, And it was on the Jamaican set. So she was just trying to, like, do her best. Do her due diligence to be as cute as possible. I will say, I think... This was one of the better times where all the women complimented each other well. In it the was color very pattern. cohesive. Yes. Exactly. I will agree. Because yes. typically, you know, they'll be all in pink and one person will have a fuchsia. Or they'll be all in red and another person will have purple. Like, it will be weird. Right. So I feel like this was the first time where I understood the color palette. It's just the designs did, wasn't there for me. And you know what it is. What? That color against this brown black skin. Mm-hmm. That's what really made it pop off, I think. Should we get into the tea? Let's get into it. Honey, so we kicked off the reunion with a discussion on bone collecting. Mm -hmm. And you know our old school bone collector was Miss Sheree Whitfield. Legendary. Legendary for her bone. Her claim to fame, really. It really is. In her second wind. Yeah. Because the first wind, she brought the drama. And then when she came back that second time, she was like just rabbit for stuff. So she was like, let me just collect. And she was trying to keep that peach even though she ended up losing it. But that's... But she's back. She's She's back. back. For now. For now. Right next to Andy. We must point that out. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. She was right next to Andy. Her and Marla were next to Andy, which was interesting to me because I would have thought that Kenya and Marla would have been next to Andy. But they put Sheree there, which I was surprised. Do you think Kenya was like, I don't want to sit next to Marla? No. I think based on like the tea from the season, like Kenya didn't really bring much outside of her feud with Marlo. You know, mm. Sheree had the messiness, the shadiness, kind of like the feuds within the group as Tyrone. well as Tyrone, she by Sheree. Like there was just more substantially there, which I think that's what dictates the seating on the couch. Anywho, back to the bone collecting. Not only was Sonya bringing some bone collecting because I thought she was going to be the new bone collector. The producers tallied up everybody's bone collecting throughout the season. And honestly, all these girls be throwing shade at each other. They do. I mean, the receipts, when you roll that tape, it does not lie. The women are encouraged to bring up certain things at certain moments Mm -hmm. for, you know, 
the entertainment of you and me. Mm-hmm. We're all bone collectors at the end of the day. If we if we really dig into it, how do you get to the get to the bone of this of the situation? The of <laughs> Honey, I think it gave it gave them being the producers of the show, which I think because again it wasn't much going on, they had to carry those bones because that was the only drama they really had. Yeah, literally, just the the talking behind each other's back was. The backbone of the scene. Ooh, not vertebrae, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Okay, don't so. Don't break your back. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so next we get into Miss Sheree Whitfield. And we had She by Sheree that almost didn't make it to the end of the season. And then we finally got some fashions at a beautiful fashion show. Right. Shout out to her there. We also had the Tyrone standing her up at the cafe in Philadelphia. And then he pops up at the fashion show with the flowers from Publix and all that jazz. And then she talks about the website that'll be launched when this aired. Yes, the time of the finale. When it aired, was the website live? I think there was a crash at some point in time. I don't really know the timeline of like when it went live versus when it crashed, but... There was a huge can of worms, I think, that came about. (laughs) What was beautiful, though, is what we saw in the finale, as well as what was discussed on the reunion, which was the support of the women. I mean, shade is shade, but genuinely, you know, I think the women really wanted to see her have that moment and support her in that. With the triumph comes the shade and the mess, right? Sheree was running that mouth all season. She really, really was. And it's pretty true to character. Like, that's what she does. So, honey, we get into a Sheree versus Candy situation right there on the couch where, obviously, if you're a fan, Candy has her speak on it. <laughs> honey, that opening. I know. Did you She that? did. She did. That opening is so funny to me every time she does it. Yes. So, basically, the topic of the conversation was, like, off-camera tea versus on-camera tea. Um, the speak on it situation with Candy came up. And it was really given shade versus shade. Like, mm-hmm. who shaded who first? Who shaded who the most? Who deserved the shade to come back in their direction? Mm-hmm. Sheree claimed that she is clickbait for Candy in her show, which... Candy was like, do I need you? You think I need you for clickbait? I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you. Controversial c- opinion. Yeah. She's clearly monetizing off of the back of... Rahua uh-huh. through speak on it. Uh-huh. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's the only housewife that makes content around UGC. Real Housewives. Exactly. You exactly, see what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, which don't blame you because she does flip a bag wherever she can see. She gonna get her coin if she don't do nothing else. Is Sheree clickbait for Candy and speak on it? And you know, was the shade warranted? If I see Sheree in the title. And it's I'm a candy. Click. I'm a click. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if it got anything to do with She by Sheree and all that nonsense. And I think the video that they were referring to was her talking about the Tyrone situation and all that jazz. So I don't know. I get Sheree, you know, not feeling some kind of way, but pointing that out because it is true tea. And Candy just had to take that to the chin, honey, because it's like, hey, you did what it is, but you want your bag, so you got to talk about the show. Honey, also during Sheree's segment, we get into her not paying invoices which i thought was interesting like she made the comment that she pays people who needs to be paid so we finally got to the bottom of this whole like allegation i feel like she's never really fessed up to the fact that she doesn't pay like we got we started to unpack yes what um what all of that means and 
It's a damn mess. It is. She felt like if she didn't like the services that were rendered, right. that she should not pay. But Marla was like, girl, you cannot do that. You can't Kenya not Kenya got her together. Pay. Oh, oh it was, actually, you're right. It Kenya was Kenya. got her together. You can't not pay people. Like, that's like me going into, getting my hair retwisted to my lactation. Shout mm. out to Ashley. Mm. It's like me going to get my hair done, and then she retwists it, and I don't like it. I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to pay you your money. Or, like, imagine you go to, like, the dentist to get your teeth cleaned. And they don't clean it good enough. And you didn't like the way that you clean. They cleaned it, so you just don't pay them. Honey, we love Sheba Sheree. We love Sheree, okay? But you got to pay your people. That's not okay. And the thing is, this has been like a decade-long reputation Mm -hmm. for her. It's just good to feel like that loop is closed. So it's like, okay, so you don't pay people. That allegation is like not an allegation. It's actually truth. Mm -hmm. And she needs to fix that behavior because, I mean, simple-minded people know that you got to pay people. Absolutely. And then for her to make it seem like, oh, that's old news. Regardless, if you're not paying people, that's not okay. She's not paying people to this day, you see? Honey, she ain't paid Drew for that party. Because <laughs> she went over budget, okay? Exactly. Before we leave Sheree, can we please get into her and her new boo? But first, the old boo, Tyrone, she finally kicked him to the curb. Thank God. You mean Lyrone? Honey, Lyrone. It's confirmed that he was clearly using her. Like There were some things about... Her, I guess he was trying to get deals through the show before even coming on the show that she had to sign. Honestly, that whole thing was weird, too, because Annie didn't even know what she was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, what are you even talking about? Deals and signing up for her? Like, what? So, glad she kicked Lyron to the curb because clearly he he was not good business. He didn't know what he wanted. Honey, Mr. Public's flowers. And let's not forget the biggest underscore... For Mr. Lyron, honey, apparently the sex wasn't good. She wasn't satisfied. I mean, okay. So bad. It was so bad. Sis had to go abstinent. (gasps) Who does that? I mean, do we think it's because he might not have been able to last as long because he had not been with a woman for years? Or do we think it's just giving no motion in the ocean? It's giving there is no mental investment Mm -hmm. emotional investment if Mm -hmm. you will into her in the situation so why improve for someone that you don't even care about yeah that's fair honey well at least you got a new man there girl in typical sheree fashion i just really want more for her but i mean i guess like sis do your thing like you know bob really ripped her to shreds on the relationship slash marriage front Mm -hmm. but it seems like the bad apples keep coming with the men Let me set it up before I I even give my two cents on it. So, Sis has a new man. It was rumored first. Honey, hit the shade room street. Martel. And she clearly confirmed it right there on the reunion couch. Mm -hmm. Martel Holt. Mm -hmm. He is a former cast member, or maybe still current cast member of Love. I think former of Love and Marriage. I think he's still on there. Oh, really? Love and, I mean, he's no longer married. Uh Love and Marriage Huntsville. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Honey, an own original. (laughs) Shout out to Oprah. Oh, yeah. Love and marriage. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Honey, Peach Report me reporting on that. Oh, okay. He was married to some lady, mm-hmm. okay, and cheated on her multiple times. Mind you, I think Kenya was spilling the tea on the reunion about Martel. She was, yeah. Cheated on her multiple times and then even- Had a baby. Had a baby mm-hmm. with another woman. Mm-hmm. And Sheree has now scooped this man up from who knows where mm-hmm. and living her best life. I mean, apparently- 
The D is good. Yeah. He is really attractive. He looks way better than Bob. No shade to Mr. Whitfield, but he's a looker. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think we had this conversation, too, like, when we were watching the show. But, like, if I'm Sheree Whitfield with three grown-ass kids and have been going through these tumultuous relationships, I'm just trying to have fun, too. And it sounds like she's just having fun. It's, it seems like she's not in love. It's very, like, light and just kikiing. What, you think, like, she is invested in this man? I don't, I'm not putting all of my faith in her uh, in that regard. She was in love with Lyrone. Locked up and all. She was. I mean, she was calling him 1-800-Colette. Love of her life. Like, yeah. when he gets out, we're going to have a life. We will wait and see. But just know that man is not good news. He's not. And it seems like even uh, Marlo and all that, they were like, girl, just protect your heart. Protect your heart. That's all you can say. <laughs> like, what are you going to say? This is a woman who got played on national TV by her ex-con boyfriend. Now she's with someone who cheated on his ex-wife multiple times and also had a baby. Like, no, no, no. This is a woman whose ex-husband after court did oh, this. Oh, <laughs> Bob is just disgusting. Oh, my God. I, mean, I they think grown. They I think Sheree likes the toxic. It's giving that. She Let's likes call the a spade drama. A freaking spade, okay? <sighs> Miss Sheree. I mean, hell, she still got a fashion with no fashion line with no fashion. So clearly, she likes the drama. She's a scam something. Scam and Sheree. Scam by Sheree. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Next, we had a quick little moment with, we're going to say quick because it wasn't quick at all, but we're going to make it quick because I got tired of this. Okay. Sonya versus Drew. They are like two girls on a playground just yep, 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 yep. And look, I get it. Like, Drew lies. Like, they even go into the conversation as far as, like, when they were in New York, Sonya had a conversation with Kenya when they were walking around and saying, hey, you know, she wants to be friends with Drew and she feels like she likes her at some point, but then other times she sees signs of her that she doesn't like. We got more in-depth into that situation as far as Sonya claiming that she told Drew off camera that they had the conversation. I respect Sonya for bringing that tea on the reunion. Absolutely. I believe her. Mm -hmm. And it just sets the tone to like why there was additional friction. Drew like straight up blindsided her and... She was very passionate, and she communicated it well. She told the story. Of course, Drew didn't own up to it because uh, she's a child. I respect Sonya for that. Me too. I feel like, you know, she sort of unpacked Drew's two-facedness. Like, how she, behind camera, off camera, she provides this one persona of, like, being genuine, being a good friend. But then, on camera, she, like, switches it for the drama. Obviously, there are cameras in your your home in front of your face of course you want to present the best case scenario and also be entertaining but at the same time like don't be one way off camera and claim like oh all these women attack me for no reason but then when you get on camera you act the exact same way that you claim you don't act for the reason why these women are attacking you like you are quite literally proving these women right she reminds me of just like a confused conflicted like tween who's like going through puberty trying to figure out like her place in the world she also reminds me of someone who's like rookie in a vet she like wants all of the grace to be extended to her um she just acts like someone who can't fully take accountability and for me it's like if you're gonna be messy and Throwing stone and hiding your hands, argumentative. Just lean, like lean into a certain direction. So I really just want her to figure it out, and maybe if she comes back next season, we'll see her continue to evolve. But right now, 
the caterpillar is still not that full butterfly like I yeah. need her to be. Honey, go back in that cocoon, Drew. I, it, on she back. came out a little too early. She came the out a little about too this early. Big. She needs to go on back. Honey. Start from scratch. She needs to drop that. That's what she needs to drop. <laughs> drop the dramatics. Drop with the Drew. dramatics. Drop the dramatics with Drew. Please, she needs to drop that. Oh, Honey, teen eggs. Oh, not the teen eggs. <laughs> Fuck you, mom. I want to kill my mom. I want to kill my dad. Ooh, honey. Anywho, you're crazy. You have issues. <laughs> After we leave Sonya and Drew, because Andy was just over it, just like all of us are. I'm Move sure. on. We get into Miss Marlo Hampton. And ladies and gentlemen, Woo! the Academy Award goes to. Who does it go to? Miss Marlo Latoya. Patrice. Ha- Patrice. Hampton because <laughs> she came to do some damage control. She brought up the mom. She gave us an update on her mom. Apparently her mom is still, you know, struggling with her demons. She gave us an update with the boys and sort of clarified, you know, wanting to take a break with her soft tone and discussing that. Honey, what were your thoughts on this moment? Because I thought it was really interesting, her approach. Her approach was really, really interesting. Marlo is extremely misunderstood, and I feel like she has a story to tell that she told throughout the season as far as like her background, where she comes from, the reasons why she is the way she is, right? Like all of the trauma, all of like past experiences, family issues, whatever. I feel like it's really a tug of war with Marlo. Like she she gets in her own way of being like the hero that we know she can be. She's on the precipice of like being everyone's favorite. I mean, the fashions are already on point. Like it's easy to root for her, but then she just feels threatened and it's it's all bets are off. And that's literally what happened. The tongue just is gone crazy okay when her and kenya were unpacking like their relationship and kenya was saying how like i think andy asked her did kenya feel like marlo represented herself in a great light this season Mm -hmm. and kenya said no she didn't think she did i sort of understood why she feels that way and why a lot of the ladies you know feel some sort of way against marlo bring it to us aj because you know you're a marlo i know i know i love love marlo i love her so much i understand her heart because she has great intentions but it's just when she feels threatened she feels like she has to cut deeper cut deeper in order to you know get her point across i think in this point like marlo's just gonna have to change her behavior like it's one of those things where she's almost getting towards nini side like er, self-destructive self-destructive when it comes to her first season as a housewife which i'm afraid because that can make the producers be like okay we don't want to bring you back yeah i'm glad you brought that up the context of like this is her first season she's clearly wanted a peach for Mm -hmm. a decade Mm -hmm. but you know we're all grown like we're and successful and you know navigating this world and she isn't new to it fully right she's been a friend of the show for years but i don't know like she had a really big opportunity to come in as her first season and not to say that she didn't succeed in her first season per se but it was just interesting that the floodgates i mean andy could have said uh what's the temperature today and she would have started boohoo crying about the temperature. She definitely was giving another side of Marlo that was coming off as her trying to, you know, be nice and right her wrongs, yeah. if you will. But 
again, because I'm a Marlo supporter, I got to stand up for my girl. I will say it's her first season as a peach holder. You know, she's seen herself on camera. She knows how things work now. Like, maybe she will redirect her efforts in next season if and hopefully when she comes back. Andy brought up the um, her kicking out the boys again mm-hmm. and how a lot of fans at home felt like, you know, she was this horrible Monty and this horrible person for kicking the boys out. But I just want to reiterate that I'm on her side when it comes to that. She literally didn't, you know, kick the boys out and put them on the side of the street and left their clothes out there and was like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. She sent them to her sister's house. It's like when I was a kid, if my mom was going through something or needed a break, I would go to my grandmother's house. That was one thing that she got beat up a lot for this season that I don't necessarily agree with. Because, again, I've said this all season. She's a Muncie. These aren't her kids. She's never actually been a mother. And the only parenting that she's experienced experienced has been her mom, which hasn't been a good parent, and all of her foster experiences. I do empathize with that whole situation. The self-awareness that she had Mm -hmm. to kind of check in and realize, like, I need a break, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know why they're villainizing her for this. Um, Andy was getting on her, too. You know, he was coming from a parent perspective as well. Something that's important to note is everyone is approaching the situation as in what they would have done as parents. Mm -hmm. Kenya, thinking about Brooklyn. Andy, thinking about his two kids. The auntie hood is the piece that everyone I think is choosing to ignore and just like remaining ignorant about where it's like, you know, this is a responsibility that she took on and it's very serious Mm. and we don't, we don't want to minimize that in any regard, but I mean, give the lady some space. Like if she feels like she's out of control of her emotions, of her home, um, of the boys, like her role in their life. Like what's wrong with taking a break? What's also important, what did she do with that time? She went in went to therapy. Therapy. She was um, talking to people, getting advice. They're investing in her wellness and seeing how she can become a better Monty to her nephews. Exactly. And then I mean, think about like how tortured she is with the fact that the her nephew's um mother, her sister, is for all intents and purposes, like able right like she's in a sticky situation with her addiction and you know i guess runnings with the law so it's a very like tricky place to be in it is. and, and I, I feel like she's doing the best her, she can. she's doing the best there's no roadmap for it mm-hmm. um and so i really don't think it's fair how much they villainize her for that yeah. um so i will i will extend that yeah See, enough about miss marlowe shout out to the hamptons honey we gotta go into miss kenya moore and this season you know was a little bit like chill for her if you will like she came off of dancing with the stars even though she didn't win i feel like you know she had a good run there she looked beautiful she was doing her thing she also unpacks a little bit about obviously her divorce throughout the season and her ups and downs with mark and we find out during the reunion that she's still not divorced which is crazy to me to still think. mrs daly on paper okay but she did let us know that she was dating a little bit which was cute um, what I did want to bring up to you was Andy bringing up Sonya thinking that Kenya essentially uses her experiences, whether it's the divorce or Brooklyn, um, as an excuse for her to skip out and things of that nature. I think Kenya said she was disappointed that Sonya said that. It's true. Kenya literally always brings up some reason for like her not wanting to do something, whether it's going on a trip. And she was late. She was like, oh, she... Not only had to wait and get Brooklyn settled, but she's also not going to stay in the house because of Brooklyn. Like, she does do that. And so I feel like, yeah, Sonya called that out. Yes, Kenya has been going through a lot of things, including the divorce. But 
at the end of the day, like I always say, you sign a contract to be a housewife. You're signing up to be here despite what's going on. Everybody got shit going on. You're not the only person that's going through shit, Kenya. And so I feel like she still didn't doesn't really own up to that enough for me. It's always like, woe is Kenya, but whenever other people are going through things, it's never woe is them. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, this season was very transitional for her. The season of life she's in, obviously exiting in a divorce, doing things that bring her joy, like the dancing, um, being a great mom from what we see. Truthfully, there was a disconnect with the entire cast. And I feel like Kenya just wasn't invested. Like I think she just she was more well, invested in getting everybody else's tea and just keeping the show going if as that. opposed to giving Really? She showed up for the check, in my opinion. Ooh. And then, you know, obviously the feud with Marlo was yeah. like the main storyline for her. All that she was checking for was Candy, of course. That's her girl. Mm. Sheree here and there. And that's pretty much it. I feel like there wasn't really an investment made into her relationship with Sonya. If there was any investment, it was definitely from Sonya's end. Mm -hmm. Drew, I mean, they patched up their beef from last season and just kept it pushing. Marlo, of course, they're never going to work. I will say that I feel like at the beginning of the season, Kenya may have thought that her and Marlo were going to be more friendlier than they were. But that turned quickly. And also, speaking of Sheree and Candy, honey, Sheree, Candy, and Kenya were giving three students on their couch. They were kicking it the whole time. You would have thought they were best friends. Yeah, I guess maybe it was like an OG versus newbie yeah. um, vibe. But yeah, I just feel like even at the reunion, Kenya was just there. She was just there. I mean, she was looking good. She was sitting pretty good. perched. And she even got on FaceTime with Martel for a second when he called. But she just like, she's just kind of like a plastic bag in the wind, which for me, hot take, but Kenya has carried. Okay, she, she has, has carried has this show on her back from yeah. the moment that she stepped on the stage. Yeah. So I'm willing to give her a little bit more of a pass for like, just kind of like sitting back, eating popcorn and minding her business. Maybe we need to bring Cynthia back so she can have more scenes with her or something, them just talking on the couch and stuff. No, I think like Kenya needs something else to happen in her life i don't know whether if that's man, a man maybe. if it's like more businesses if it's like business drama i mean because she had a lot of successes with kenya more hair care like yeah. CBS. even that was like she a big story to me her drama was for sure the marlo piece and i think in the past a big bulk of kenya's drama has been the drama with the men and i think now that she's going through a divorce you know there's not much to say there other than her husband is trash if she comes back next season which i would imagine she'll probably come back because they need OGs. Maybe she'll be dating more and we'll see that side. Maybe she'll be officially divorced. I would love to see a divorce king. I would love to see her like, like leave revenge. the divorce aside. We did see drunk, drunk Kenya. We saw and drunk Kenya, which we was, love. That, like, we don't necessarily promote negativity and toxicity in, in black women's lives. We don't. Unfortunately, it makes for great TV. We definitely like want to push the narrative of like Kenya in a positive space, yeah. which she is. But we need... Something to cling on to. Maybe it's revenge Kenya, single Kenya, drunk Kenya, like having fun, opening up, loosening up. When we, you know, saw little peeks into, you know, her doing that, that was great content. And I mean, it was it was rooted in joy. Honestly, it would be a healthy spin to her overall narrative, right? Because Kenya's always just been the drama-filled, potster, you know, spicy with that mouth as well going toe-to-toe -to -toe with these women, maybe we flip it on his head and we lean into happy Kenya, reckless Kenya, like just living her best life within her own world without having it to be like 
super toxic. I would be curious to see which angle she takes. Because, you know, it's the housewives' responsibility to bring whatever they want to bring to the table and how they want to present themselves. And if I'm Kenya and, you know, I'm a mother with Brooklyn now who's growing older, like, and also I'm getting older and am now divorced, I probably don't want to be messy or, like, you know, yeah. too dramatic. But I think it'll be she's interesting a mother, to see. Yeah. yeah, she's a mother. But I think it'll be interesting to see like who she dates, how she shows up, and what lessons she's learned in those past relationships. Because, honey, she's had some lessons. Who do we have? Yeah. We had um, Walter. Walter. What was the abuse? Matt. Matt. He was crazy as hell. Like crazy as hell. She's she learned some lessons. That was with Walter, Matt, and then it was Mark, and then honey, the English guy that was on the trip with her, John. So, honey, we got to see that John left in that scene, but then he came back. Honey, and we tried to get into the see if they was in the hotel room. That's why I was like, give us something, Ken. Honey, Ken, don't we try to give us nothing? She really don't, but. We love Kenya Moore, Sometimes. Kenya Moore hair care. And we got to go to CVS Theater to go get it. <laughs> you know you got your press. How do we go have to get some Kenya Moore hair care? Honey, touch up these edges. She says they have the edges, bro. Honey, I'm going to have to get some for mine. Honey. Honey, Marlo's claim she used hers. Marlo ain't used that. She lied. <laughs> Marlo ain't never used no Kenya Moore hair care in her life. Honey. Those edges were growing back, though. The edges are growing back, though. And the sideburns. Got the close in on the sideburns. Mm-hmm. Honey, so when we wrapped up Miss Kenya Moore, we went to our newbie of the season, Miss Sonya Richards bro, Ross. Bro, bro, bro. Ooh, honey, get real. Oh, no, no, no. Let me do how Andy did. Oh, yeah. Block, block, oh, my block. God. Andy, I just wish he would block, stop. Block. He was so bad at that. It was bad. Honey, we get into Miss Sonya Richards Ross, and, you know, we unpack her and, like, her first experience, which it seems like she had a good experience. She also gives us see that she had her own reality show with her family, which I thought was interesting. We got to go get into the archives of that. We need to get into those receipts because, yeah, I'm interested. And then, honey, I hate to say it, but we go back into the Sonya versus Drew situation again because Andy brings up Drew comment um, as far as women's or wives' responsibilities to their husband to, you know, essentially have kids which i completely disagree with that's not a wife's only responsibility is to have a kid like i feel like drew is just so stuck under raf's ass Mm. that she whenever it comes down to marriage and stuff it's always like oh you have to do what's best for the marriage you know if the husband wants the wife to submit you gotta submit girl no you're brainwashed (laughs) (laughs) like it's crazy like i thought that was so weird when we watched it during the season and even for her to come back to the reunion and still find nothing wrong with how she said that, I thought that was so off. Yeah, I feel like Sonya overall, she held Sonya. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Sonya. Sonya saying yeah. Marla loves Sonya. That's my girl, Sonya. You know Sonya? That's my girl. Sonya. Really learned to say her name. Okay. Anyways, I digress. I will say by the end of the season, I was rooting for Sonya. I think that. She showed up in a way that I wasn't really expecting for her first um, season. She did say being a housewife was harder than her sports career, mm. which I believe that. I believe it. <laughs> Especially with these women, honey, it's stressful. Less predictable. There's no roadmap to this shit, mm. whatever. I think that she held her own. I think that she voiced her opinion. When it came to going toe-to-toe with the women, like Kenya... In Jamaica, honey, she kind of shut down. She couldn't hold her own. She got that, that clank clank. Or she did get that She got that hush She did. Poor um, Sonya. But really what made her uh, a winner in my book was um, just seeing how strong her family foundation is. Mm-hmm. 
that husband of hers. Mm, solid. Honestly. Solid as a rock. Oh. Honey, you know I love me some Aaron Ross. Ooh, we'll get to we him. We might have to We'll get to him her. later. <laughs> Hold my ring, somebody. Jack, okay. Please, please. Honey, that is my bed. That chocolate. Honey, we will go toe-to-toe for that man. Toe-to-toe? Ooh. Um, Achilles to Achilles? Sorry, Drew. <laughs> she was the embodiment of just like healthy relationship. Um, obviously, she went through it a little bit in her marriage, but honey, we saw that was tied up nicely with a nice pretty bow by the end. To piggyback off your comment with Drew, toxic AF, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that that was just like a garbage piece of advice, which Sonia just seems like she's level-headed. She's got a good head on her shoulder. She was raised right. She seems like somebody who was raised right. She is, and she even talked about her family too because I think, you know, Obviously, after hearing Marlo talk about her upbringing and stuff, Saya showed her gratitude to her parents, who are very solid there at the and house. You know they're creators too, and they're creators. Have you seen them on TikTok? Yes. I love TikTok. A uh, couple TikToks. They are so cute, honey. I want to be just like that with my man when I'm that age. She has a good blueprint. Yeah, you know, between her parents, her um, sister. Sister with her husband and her two kids. Right. And then the brother-in-law is also connected somehow. That's a friend of theirs. It's just yeah. giving solid as a rock. Um, Wait, yeah. Wasn't, I think, her sister's husband and Roth and Aaron were friends or something. Something like that, yeah. Because, honey, we need to do that. <laughs> it's giving. If there are any friends out there. <laughs> referral. Okay. Honey, $50 for the referral. Ooh, that's cheap. $100 if it turns into a husband. Ooh. <laughs> a house husband. Not a house husband. <laughs> Crazy. Honey, so then before we wrapped up part two, we ended on two beefs. Honey, one being, again, Miss Marlo versus Kenya. Kenya felt that Marlo is a disingenuous person, even though Marlo has apologized for what she said and the things that she was saying throughout the season. She felt like that the issues that Marlo was speaking of was very much damage control over the way that she was showing up on the season. And so it sounds like that they just won't get on the same page at all because they really don't be liking each other. I will say, so I'm obviously on record um, kind of digging into Marlo about like her imperfections and like where she gets in her own way. But I will say I would be remiss to not say the way that Kenya was coming at Marlo in this particular exchange was not cool. She had like a good message to deliver because obviously like I see what she was saying, which is like, Marlo's words don't meet, match her actions. If you tell her you don't like her shoes, Honey, she, she might, might call you a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally. Is, I mean, remember Candy? Oh, my Candy God. Candy was a Honey, damn hoe. Damn hoe. Suck it, suck, fuck it, damn everything. <laughs> like, and Sheree was like, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh-huh. They were messy. Oh, fuck. Sheree was fun. Now, Sheree was saying that so she was not talking about so, Candy. What did Candy do to deserve that? I say all of that to say, Kenya had a real moment to come at her on some like factual shit like on some like solid ground but the way she started going into the arrest she pivoted in a way that i think wasn't productive um i honestly didn't even enjoy it as like shade or like messiness it just like was weird and like uncalled for i don't know like it just like was murky to me yeah putting the marlo and kenya beef to the side because we don't know where that's gonna go we're just gonna lay hands and pray on that one Honey, we get into another beef that was inherent all season. Sheree versus Drew. I have to say, this was probably, like, the most entertaining beef. It's literally ridiculousness versus more ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, they're both, like, 
they see mm-hmm. talk out the side of their mouth like mm-hmm. don't take accountability for what they mm-hmm. say at mm-hmm. all like in the slightest it's like it's the most entertaining beef for sure yeah I'm for su- sure unsubstantiated but entertaining i mean even anthony <laughs> The assistant came up again, who is Let just a clout chaser. A he is just a clout chaser because he I goes over him. here. He's telling Drew one thing off camera and that Sheree doesn't pay. He didn't say that Ralph is gay, all this other jazz. But then Sheree FaceTimes him and he goes, I don't recall saying that, but if I did say that, it's because Drew needed a storyline, da 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 It just got all weird, and I honestly think that he was just telling them whatever they wanted to hear so that he could be on the show. And honestly, he won because he was on the show from both Period. sides. It, if we go to his, if we could find his Instagram, I'm sure somewhere in the bio, it'll say something about Rahua season 14, mm-hmm. Anthony the assistant. Mm-hmm. He's trying to monetize that little... 15 minutes of fame. Honey, Andy was over it. He was, he was hanging up the FaceTime. We know that whole formula of like bringing in a he said, she said, like a unknown source. That's just never a good road to go down because it's going to be like not validated and like feel fabricated. We got to address somebody else though. Oh, God. Within this view. Who? Honey for two. <sighs> okay. <laughs> now, we agreed early in the season that what? Fatum was a mess. She needed to go. She sounded like a chihuahua. It was too much. But Drew did too much with the props. Fatum did all the dirty work. As annoying as she is, honey, just nickname her chihuahua because she was just a hot mess. Um, I think that she was intended to be the messenger because it's just all too convenient. Yeah. All too convenient for Sheree to say, I can't control her. I mean, that's my friend, but like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Really, sis? But she's there mic'd up ready to go spew mm. all of the rumors and the mess and the trash yeah. and now Sheree's hiding her hands Mm-mm. honey I'm over that beef shall we continue on to the, for the rest of the year please honey the fine men <laughs> well not fine men Latad is cute Ralph is attractive but Ross when them husbands came in that was the only one I was waiting for okay Ooh. when Ross walked up in that building smooth Honey, not this is a Ross fan account. It is. It's a re- Ross honey, fan account. Honey. Rename the pool. The other two husbands, they okay. <laughs> but that Ross, and they came in so smooth. I hate the fact that Ralph and Ross both had on all white. Why was they why were their looks not coordinated? I feel like I would have mess. Yeah, Todd should have just had all white on, or they should have worn all black. I think the white would have been cute though with the set. I think that would have been really cute. Yeah. Because honey, Ross look good in the white. I'm sorry. Going back to Ross. Can't help it. Anywho, of course. Um, Andy brings up Kenya calling Ross aggressive. And Ross handled it very smoothly. He's, he's a man a, of few words. He's just he a really, gentleman. He's really not there for the fame. He's there to support his wife, which is very clear, mm-hmm. versus um, the antithesis of that, which is Ralph Pittman. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you peep? He came in with flowers. He came in with flowers for his wife. He stood by his statement saying, you know, don't fuck with my wife. And I'm glad he stood by that because he was right. He knew what he meant. Kenya also apologized, which was great. Also, did you peep that he talked to his mom about his disagreement with his wife? I told you, he's giving help. God, if you're listening, <laughs> please send me a man, okay, who acknowledges his wrongdoings and then gets advice. Not a direct message. Please. Because that is a man. He knew that his wife felt bothered about that conversation. So instead of 
pulling a raft and trying to convince her that he was right and she was wrong, he went to his mother. Mm. To his mother, another woman that he trusts, and got advice. That is a man. It's giving egoless for sure. Again, the epitome of like healthy relationship, like marriage gone right. Um, And he is extremely delicious to look at. So, I mean, what's there to hate? And you know he's a, a ex pro athlete, so the body, body, oh. ooh, that body, <laughs> underneath the white, what's underneath the white? Ooh, you trying to strip my man? <laughs> I decide you gonna be in that DMs like y'all do it too much. <laughs> she gonna be like y'all do it too much. We we love him just as much as you love him. Shout out to the husbands. They came out and then we started to unpack Miss Candy Burris Tucker and her storyline this season, who also really didn't have much drama going on. You know, we had the trust arguments. We had the condo disagreement, which has been remodeled, honey. It looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, that condo looks good. Pretty much it, for sure. Obviously, we got into, you know, her wanting to get an EGOT. Right. The first play wasn't, you know, what she wanted it to be, but sis is back on Broadway with her husband this time. And Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) And Danielle Brooks. And John David Washington. And on top of that, she mentions that the red carpet is the same week as BravoCon, so it's giving multiple bags in one week, in one weekend. And they're gonna save money by staying at the condo in Jersey. The woman is brilliant. The woman is brilliant. I want you to remember one thing and one thing only, AJ. Bitch, I'm worldwide. Oh, absolutely. And don't you ever get it twisted. I mean, when Marlo was coming for her, talking about she don't do nothing for the community. Even Marlo was like, I'm sorry. I lied. I was just saying shit. (laughs) She couldn't do nothing but apologize. Like nothing but, like, lies. She has multiple businesses. She got a whole franchise for her mama and her aunt. OLG, OLG. And you gang. know, them kids own all the businesses. Honey, Blaze got a whole steakhouse. Not <laughs> <laughs> Like, she looks out for people. Marlo she does. This is working um, like never before. And being an awesome mom and a great wife and daughter and niece and best friend and all that. I mean, there's really not a lot to hate on. No. If you hate on her, you really just a hater. Can we accept that? I agree. I agree. Honey, and no matter even- what, she's worldwide. The last housewife that we covered on the reunion was Miss Drew Sador. And Ralph is here this time, and we're unpacking their relationship, which has been a huge conversation throughout the season as far as his gaslighting and toxic ways. And I am happy to report that Ralph apologized for, I think, the first time I've ever Heard him truly own up to his actions. It seems like they're in therapy and he's working through it. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there's hope for this couple? I think that Ralph took a page out of the book of Marlo and was very much on a damage control path because he got to sell that book. He wants us to love him, to forgive him, so that we all invest in his book. Mm-hmm. Um, he sounded very therapized. And you know what? I will take therapized, rehearsed Ralph over gaslighty Ralph. He did come at Sheree. He did. He so, wanted to come for that gay room. He, he was, was like, calling out Sheree. Not feeling that at all. Okay? Which is fair. Drew opened up a bit about how she felt like the women didn't really support her business. I was a little bit torn on this. I wasn't. 
What do you think? It's giving fraud, fraudulent, for sure. When we started this season, she was presenting this Drop It With Drew as a whole campaign of, you know, pre-fixed meals and meal planning, workout events. She insinuated that it was a program that her and her team were building. When in reality, it was a program that already existed in Chicago <laughs> and was growing to Atlanta, and they wanted to use Drew as an influence to promote it. Kudos to her for, you know, admitting that she had surgery and that she's had ups and downs with her weight and her size, and I think now she's lost 15 to 20 pounds. Like, amazing, great kudos to you. But you lied about having a business when in reality you were misinformed. Misin- I'm going to give... Drew a little bit of grace on Honey, this. you team Drew. You love Drew. I don't love Drew. No, 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 no. Strike that from the record. Okay? <laughs> I am Switzerland. Drunk. Okay? I can see both sides okay. to everything. Okay, Candy. <laughs> Candy love to be Switzerland. She loves to be Wave the white flag. I feel like they came for Drew's business in a way that they hadn't for the other women in that there was like zero support. I felt for her in the moment when she was like, I was just looking for some honesty, some constructive criticism, some something, something positive. And there was nothing positive to say. I mean, hell, she by charade took them 14 years. They out there rooting for sis. Girl, what do you need? We'll help you, whatever you need. And then we see the fashions and you know what came from the fashions. So it's she, just like, she, she by she. <laughs> She by Sheen, okay? And uh, they just up there 14 years later. So I say all that to say nobody's business is perfect. And I think that they owed it to Drew. There could have been some type of positivity injected in what she's trying to do as a black woman business owner. Let's finish up with this last beef, Miss Marlo Hampton and Miss Candy Burris Tucker. We learned during the reunion that Candy and or Todd even helped Marlo almost get a deal of her own for a show. Honey, what got me was Todd spilling the tea. Todd brought up the tea that Miss Marlo, tea. the production tea, the PT, the PT, that Miss Marlo Hempner was a little bit thirsty mm-hmm. during the Africa trip back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Honey allegedly paid for her flight, her hotel, all this other jazz. It was like drawn up to be like a mic drop moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, okay. She, she paid, paid her, her flight. flight, which I'm sure didn't really dent her pockets all that much. Because she said, she, I came in with my Birkins. <laughs> that was good. So oh, the trip that I came with the Birkins? Oh, okay. Um, I think that, that was an excellent was shade moment. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really as mic droppy as I think he it could have been. Like, I thought he was really spilling. He was like, so boom. You know, you were a little dehydrated. <laughs> dehydrated. Hydration levels were low. I'm thinking she like appeared in Africa randomly and they weren't expecting her to be there. Or she paid the producers like under uh, the table. That would have been yeah, some tea. Yeah. So you telling me she just got herself there off her own dime? Okay. She was still on the show. She still great got great content, honey. We got and the excellent moment. Small. Exactly. We got the excellent moment between her and Sheree. The ah, iconic. Ah, 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 ah. So honey, she did what she needed to do. We're still talking about it. And where she's sitting at right now, right beside Andy. She apologized to Todd for the drama. And then Candy, you know, eventually mentioned that, you know, Todd had let it go. Marlo had let it go. So there's no reason for her to hold on to it. And with that, the husbands go. And we end the season with the housewives giving their final thoughts. Sonya wants more ATL friends. <laughs> she's hoping to get a true sisterhood out of this. I don't know if she's going to get that. But let's fingers crossed. Definitely cross not from does. Drew. Drew 
requests patience from everyone. And grace. As she's learning and in therapy with Dr. Ken and all this jazz. Child, please. Honey. Marlo is going to think before she speaks, <laughs> allegedly. Or write it down and or, send it in or a text. Or <laughs> Drew was like. Maybe she should sign up with Dr. Ken. Honey, Kenya says she's resilient. That's a rock. Honey. <laughs> she has gone through. I'm glad that she's at a peaceful place. There we go. Honey, Candy's. Which I'm worldwide. Period. That's all you have to say. And then finally, Miss Sheree, she is loved, okay? She felt the love. She got the line kicked off. And that's it. Thank God. They finished with a little bit of She by Sheree exclusive merch. I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't like those clothes. Joggers. It's giving Gildon. What I tell y'all? Screen print. <laughs> it's giving bad. House of Gildon. All in all, I think that it was a strong finish to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. I just feel like it was less like sound bitey, right? Yeah. Like there were less, it was a lot of apologizing, a lot of like, oops, my bad, didn't mean mm-hmm. it. Sorry. Um, instead of like people really defending what they had to say and why, or why they said the things that they said. It was not my favorite reunion, but this also was not my favorite season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I think to your point, they made lemonade out of lemons. Um, I hope that next season, you know, they bring us a little bit more spice, like some more drama. I don't know if we, I know the Twitter streets were talking about bringing Portia and Nene back. Hello. Yes, please. Like, Sign me up. we need something. I mean, hell, I really want Miss Phaedra Parts Esquire to come back. Oh, hell. Not crazy. Huddy, that's the one that's going to give you the content. That's the one that's going to give you the reads. I think we finished strong. You know, shout out to all the ladies. We love the ladies so much that instead of Peach of the Week, this week, we're going to give superlatives. Yes, honey, we thought of these superlatives on our own. Shout out to us. Hit me here. Ah. We're going to bring the phone into frame for this, okay? Honey, bring it straight from the source. First, we're going to go to the dancing queen, Miss Gone with the Wind Fabulous, formerly known as Miss Kenya Moore, most likely to be the moment and the mess. Yeah, I mean, her tagline right was Mm -hmm. i am the moment i think it was symbolic of like this again transitional like happier space that she's in absolutely but honey the dna is dna she's gonna be messy to the bone she has no choice she she can't help it so next we're gonna take it to the rookie of the season yeah one of the rookies um fashion girly without doubt, most likely to read you for filth and then apologize unapologetically. Because she don't care. Miss Marlo Hampton? She don't care. I mean, change behavior is the truest apology, and we have yet to see it. She said she's going to work on it. That's what she said. But we got to stay tuned. <laughs> That's what she claimed. I think we're going to have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, we're going to fingers crossed for Miss Hampton. I have faith in her. Next, we got booked and busy herself. Ooh. Miss Never Skip a Bag. Never. Don't mess with her money or her man. Miss KBT. Mm-hmm. Most likely to go lower than her net worth. Period. Period. That because the net worth is very high. But she will go very low. She don't. Honey. She. <laughs> Speaking of she by she. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> Most likely to borrow designs. Borrow is in quotations, y'all. And sell them. 
on a crashed site. Miss Sheree Whitfield herself. None other than Sheree Whitfield. Girl, I'm going to have to get her some Drake Creates websites going on because what is happening? And we going to need some type of back-end support. Mm-mm-mm. Some engineering, if you will. Okay, shout out to the borrow of Sheen, of Amazon, of all the... We see you, y'all. Yodon. <laughs> We see y'all and we recognize y'all. Honey, next, this one right here. I always have a few things to say about her, but I will say we love her. She supports the pod, BRK. She supports (laughs) us. She's working on her marriage, on her business, and, you know, she had a mommy makeover. Her lace was better this year. It was. And and I have faith that Miss Drew Sedora is going to be great when she comes back next season. But for now, season 14. She is most likely to throw shade than speed dial Dr. King. They were speaking earlier that day yes. when they were getting ready. She loves to refer to her therapist, mm-hmm. which no shade, but again, change behavior, change behavior. is the best testament. That's the thing for all these girls. Change behavior. Please just don't just say better, do better. Do better. I'm going to finish it with the truest rookie of the season. Mm-hmm. She's a runner. She's a track star. Most likely to bro bro with her fine man. Because Sonya is nothing without that man. BRKS, let us know on our social what you think of our superlatives. And also, give us your own superlatives for the ladies. It was an interesting season, and I'm sure you were entertained by our Rahua women. So let us know in the Instagram comments what your thoughts are. It's been crazy! Girl, we finished a season one! Look at Round of applause for us, girl, because we did this. We really did. We came from New York to LA, honey. It has been a we process. We are live. We are live. It has been a journey, and I'm so excited to keep this going with you. Honey, I am too. I think that our natural exchanges mm-hmm. of, you know, downloading from black reality television, our hot takes, our cold takes, our warm takes. And everything in between, honey, the tea and the shade. And the truest thing is the kiki. And the truest thing is the kiki. Um, Just, you know, sharing it with folks who like to hear our voices and see our faces. And I think it's been a success. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for season two of BRK with the women of Potomac. Yes. I mean, we're hitting it back to back, honey. We are going strong with the Bravo vibe. We are. We are. But I think that, um, you know, for all of you who are invested in Rahop, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be a lot to uh, kiki about and hopefully entertain y'all with, with what we got to say. Yes. So, honey, stay tuned. We'll be back. Honey, we now have a YouTube channel, so make sure you follow us there. And... We'll see you in a couple of weeks. You know where to find us. Holla back your money. Ooh, ooh. Bye. Bro, bro. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.